Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome into Ticket Weeknights. Again, I'm Harrison Arns running the ones and twos. This is the Don't Punt Hour, and in studio, as always, we have DeMornay Pearsonell. It's been a while since we talked. We had some high school football taken over the last few sessions. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but nonetheless. I, go, I, I was out of town anyway. It's all good. But nonetheless, I do want a quick thoughts. We'll break down this Nebraska-Northwestern game. Both had a chance to watch it. Nebraska wins that one 17-7. Defense steps up. Offense kind of felt like more of the same of the Illinois game. I mean, you hit it right on the head on the point. Um, hopefully, you know, I mean, it's going to be just kind of the same thing a little bit over and over again. I mean, you got dudes that kind of are out for the season. So now you're really going to have to have, you know, some guys step up and everything like that. So, again, uh, I mean, it's not as pretty, but, I mean, I'll take the win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take it. Or, excuse me, 17-9. You got to gotta give them the, the extra two points there. <laughs> but, yeah, it was they the game. They can take the L. Take that. Take the L, period. And it was actually the first time I didn't realize this. First time that a Nebraska coach in their first year coaching against Northwestern has won. Has won, which is crazy to think about with Bo Pelini. Pelini, with Mike didn't, Pelini didn't beat them his first year in the Big Ten? Mm-mm. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's kind of a crazy thought. You think that Bo is. Pelini would be the one coach where it's like, okay. That was a, but even he took his, he has a better record than most of the other coaches after him against Northwestern. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, that first one sure. didn't quite get the win there. So to finally get that one, Matt Rule. And again, you're playing with an offense that has guys hurt left and right. Heinrich Harburg struggled a lot early in the game. He saw two quick interceptions, one off a deflection. But again, I think if he just would have fired that one off right away, it was there early. Didn't have to wait a second, kind of made that catch harder than it needed to be. But defensively, it's just been complimentary football. I mean, Northwestern on that first drive had, I think it was negative three yards, and they still got three points just because of the field position. So at least you can rely on your defense to get you out of some sticky situations over and over again. But offensively, at this point, I think we all kind of understand it's going to be incremental growth, right? You got a lot of guys hurt on offense. You can hope for something more. But realistically, what are you hoping to see the offense improve by? You know, I'm not going to say put out a magic number, but what are some small tweaks that even with <laughs> – this beat up roster currently. You got offensive line has been a nightmare health wise for Nebraska as well. What are some small things you hope to see improve? Um, I feel like the quarterback has been missing shots. Not mm-hmm. not 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 like chunk plays, but um like the right like rhythm plays just to keep the offense kind of just moving forward. Um, I don't know if he's not seeing it or I don't know if he seems to not, struggle with his progressions a little I bit. I don't I don't know if he's just not comfortable as comfortable as he is with Fadone with throwing to everybody else. Um so I'm like I'm not I'm not trying to pick him apart and everything like that because like, I look, you got enough things going on. <laughs> they tried to move yeah. him to tight end at so, one point and everything. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like at the end of the day, he's getting a job done and I appreciate that. Um everybody can work on, you know, small things and everything like that. Um teammates kind of helping him out it's not just all his fault oh 100 you know so i mean a lot of people can will point the finger at the quarterback that's because he touched the ball at every every play but um outside of that i think you know just everybody just kind of like raising the level a little bit more to make things you know more so easier on him now how do you do that i'm not too sure with people being hurt because now people are getting tossed into the fire um 
coming off a of bye week, you know, kind of everybody kind of got like, you know, reset with things. So, so that'll be good. People you halfway through the season are a lot more comfortable. Um, so now it's just kind of expanding, you know, roles and whatnot. And hopefully, you know, you got a couple guys that can step up and, and make good plays. Hopefully, you know, he goes through and, you know, catches those, he throws those, he throws those targets to, plays just to keep the offense, you know, just on rhythm and on patience, you know, eating up the clock and everything like that. Yeah, and speaking of the young guys, Malachi Coleman, one reception, 55 yards. We were hoping to see something. Only ended up being one catch, but a huge one. Gets it in the end zone. Probably Harburg's best throw of the year. Just kind of looking. Yeah, it was on a dime. It was on the money, and they were setting up that belly option all day, and they finally (laughs) catch Malachi Coleman on an absolute blow by. You can see them kind of creeping up, and then they realize Mm – too late. Malachi yeah. Coleman's got that speed. What 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 it kind of has you excited watching Malachi Coleman? Because I'd imagine those receptions, those targets, gonna keep going up. I'd hope they get that connection between Harburg and Coleman. Um, again, it's a young core, so you know, coming in as a red shirt. I mean, coming in as a as a true freshman, um, uh, and taking a load of things. Um, it's not it's not an easy task, especially, you know, when your offense has been struggling. It's different when you may have, you know, guys around you that can take the load off of to where it's not necessarily all depending on you. Like it's gonna be on him, honestly. Like he you you could say he's the he's the deep threat guy. Mm-hmm. Besides uh the other kid who tore his ACL um two weeks ago. But um just consistent. You know, being consistent, you know, playing with more confidence and everything like that. Um, cause you know, those, those shots were more shots are going to come his way. So, you know, just, uh, capitalizing like he did on his opportunities to make something happen. And then, uh, you know, hopefully we can find some, somebody else, you know, either in a slot or it's the tight end or, uh, putting the running back in position to, you know, get a, a, a mismatch to where now you, you given, you know, multiple options. You got your deep threat option. You got your intermediate you know, comfortable targets and everything like that. And then you can swing into your running back and, you know, he can do something with it. So um, hopefully, you know, it's just, it's just, he just continues to build his confidence. And, you know, when those opportunities come to him, he, he makes the place. Uh, I mean, that's what it's all about because it could be it could be the opposite of it to something goes <laughs> down and it's like, oh, well, that and it's like it, 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 each and every week, you know, he, he has to be thinking, you know, now, now it's going to start, you know, piling and, and, you know, dudes are going to understand, you know, what his game is and, okay, that's what they want to do. So he has to be prepared for, you know, people actually, you know, focusing on him to stop him and everything like that. Because, I mean, from the outside receiver, like, I mean, he's, he's pretty much it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, looking at Heinrich Harburg, too, real quick, I don't want to – I'm not bashing him by any means. There's some things he did well, right? Mm-hmm. The two interceptions early in the game. We've seen a lot of times where a quarterback loses that poise quickly. Mm-hmm. after two and then right after that he on the next drive he's able to get a good third and long he's good at scrimmage. i'll give him one thing he improvises you know maybe that he may probably had a foot over the line of scrimmage but <laughs> but good improvisation you know get the ball across but, the see, rest the, and see it. The, the thing about that your whole body has to be across so regardless if your foot it was close is all i'm saying i don't know they didn't oh, look well, at it which surprised me i'll take it I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'll, take, I'll take it so you know some some you know sometimes uh improvising and he's good. He did that in high school, expanding, and that's kind of when you're seeing the best spots of Harburg. Mm-hmm. Even though it might not always be pretty, that sidearm, you know, when he's out there scrambling, just just keeping the play long enough alive. In the pocket, he's still missing those shots. You know, Satterfield called a great play for him on the wheel route, running wide open. You hit that one. You know, that's seven points are at the bare minimum. You're right, knocking on the door 
of the end zone. Those are ones he's got to hit. In the pocket, he's got to get more comfortable going through the reads. But when he kind of goes out there and he looks like he's just in high school again, just scrambling, that's kind of been some of the better highlights for him. Outside the Malachi Coleman touchdown. Again, I get that, but not every not every defense that you face are are going to allow you to do that. You know what I'm saying? So people are going to understand what you're trying to do and, and and take it away, or just have the ball into you and then force him into running. And then now you know what I'm saying? They get licks, uh, hit on a quarterback and everything mm-hmm. like that. So it's just again, it just goes back to you know making sure that he's dialed in. And like I said, if football happens. You know, missed missed opportunities happen, drop balls happen. You know, I. I get that. Not mm-hmm. not mad. I'm not about that and everything like that. But some of the ones for you to be on this level and everything like that, you have to be more consistent to hit. Uh, you know, maybe the first four four games, you know, I understand that, you know, the whole quarterback controversy, a lot in your mind thinking this and this and that and everything like that. Okay, well, now y- you know what it is. Things are like setting in and everything like that. So now it's time to, you know, elevate your play. And by doing that, necessarily you have to hit. I'm not, like I said, I'm not. I'm not talking about bombing this, bombing that, left and right, and everything like that. It's just the consistent plays over the middle, consistent plays you throwing, throwing out here and there, just keeping the, the offense on rhythm. You don't, you know what I'm going to say, shoot yourself in the foot mm-hmm. to where now you're left with improvising. Like that's not that's not good all the, all the time. You'd rather get your read down. You know, before you have to improvise. So, ex- exactly. So and it's. Like I said, so I don't know if it's him not being comfortable with a lot of the other dudes, and that could play a potential part into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, him and Fadone, you know, do have some type of strong chemistry, so I'm not mad at that and everything like that. The other stuff will come, but, you know, you got to give, you know, guys opportunities, and he has to see it. So that that just elevates your game. I'm not mad at it and everything like that, but it just needs to be each week. You, the the week coming needs to be better than lad, the week that you had last week. So just be more consistent in playing with that. I think that will help the offense a lot more. Yeah, and especially kind of talking about, you know, defense are going to start keying in on that, especially now. They know our offensive line's banged up. So they're going to be coming you're, you're, People are going to, you know, they're going to be ears pent back, sending blitz coming from opposite ways. Put a spy on the quarterback probably. E- easily. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So and especially, you know, you now you into the thick of the Big Ten play. So now you're getting into, to, uh, you know, later end of October, November's coming up and everything like that. And they, they got a chance to, I think, you know, win six, seven games. Yeah, I mean, two games away from six, right? And you got Purdue. Again, and this is the point I always drive on, but we've talked about it before. It's the Big Ten West. These are all winnable games. Yes, you can also say it's winnable for the other team as well. But if you're Nebraska... I mean, at some point, you've been on the other side of that quote-unquote toss-up game for so long. I, I think depending on how consistent our offense operates will de- will determine a win or loss. And what I mean by that necessarily, if our offense shows up to play and does what they're supposed to do and everything like that, I think we walk away with it, period. I, I have faith with the offense. Special teams have been doing their part and everything like that. Just offense needs to play a complete set. If they play, mm-hmm. if the offense plays a complete game, you know, minimize mistakes, control the football, dominate, we'll be fine. Now, if it's a toss, if if it's a toss up or or a flip of a coin, if I don't know which offense is going to show up that day, then I'm more it, it it could go either way with the loss. But if our offense is consistent, I think that the games that we have left that we walk out of there with a win. 
Okay, let's let's go through the schedule then. You said six or seven wins. Okay. And you just tell me win or loss. Okay. So next game upcoming October twenty eighth, Nebraska or Purdue at Nebraska. Purdue at Nebraska. At Nebraska. Win. Okay. So we got that puts us that put us at five and three. Okay. Moving on, go on the road, play Michigan State, uh, and that's going to be an eleven a.m. kickoff. Nebraska at Michigan State. Win. Okay, so six and three. We're already bowling, and we got three games left on the schedule. Okay, Maryland comes to Nebraska. No time set for it. And I hate to say, and I hate to say it. I think that's a loss. Okay, Maryland's been they're, a they're weird good. team. This yes, they but are they, good. But the teams that they have lost to and everything like that, depending if it's a morning game or a later game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from watching Maryland and everything like that, depending on who their opponent is, they play to their level. Yeah, the Illinois game is what surprised me. I did. I, didn't, I, I did not, and it was wasn't close either. Mm-mm. So, <laughs> I and, and you have that. I mean, any given you know, any given Sunday, any given Saturday, <laughs> you still have to show up and everything like that. But I, I, I don't like predicting a loss, but I think that's a loss. Okay, no, that's uh, not a problem. So then that, that puts us at six and four. Okay, so six and four, we go on the road again, Nebraska at Wisconsin. I haven't really watched Wisconsin uh, too too much, but I know they've lost typically more than they have in the past. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a quick rundown of Wisconsin, what they've been doing as of late. Uh, so obviously their last game, they did manage to beat Illinois, but it was close, 25-21. Obviously they lost to Iowa in that juggernaut of a game with the defenses, 15-6. to That offense was absolutely stalled completely by Iowa. They had no answer. Uh, they would get a win over Rutgers. They're probably, their most noticeable win would honestly be uh, probably against Oklahoma State. I would excuse me. That was actually the bowl game last season. Yeah. So the most impressive win. You're looking at Illinois. It hasn't been not. It hasn't been a great season. See, this, for I, I think that Wisconsin game is going to be a slugfest. It's always. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's always is. It's never you know a high, um, scoring or anything like that. Um, come back to that one. Let me think on that. Okay. So six and four. Six and four. But Wisconsin's still on the table. Uh huh. Black Friday, Iowa. We beat Iowa. Uh, <laughs> we beat Iowa. So are we going to be eight and four or seven and five? I think seven and five. Seven and five. I think seven and five. I think most Nebraska fans, if you were to tell us that we'd be seven and five under Matt Rule's first season, without even knowing the injuries that we're going to go through, without even knowing the, you know, Sims. That, that I, I'm not going to bash Sims. I think we saw probably the worst part of him. I don't think he's going to. I'd be amazed, if, you know, if he gets another shot, which is possible, right? The way Heinrich Harburg runs the ball right now. And is he still getting comfortable with that option game, missing those pitches at times? Which again, that's a comfort thing. I'd rather you know have you take it on the chin than put it on the turf. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you see Sims honestly, unless it's just something. I think a chance of injury. Be it, ready is what it, I'm that, saying. That, that uh, it's. Uh, I'm not saying he's done, but it's just the guy that stepped in. You know, has done a lot more than some of the last quarterbacks that, you know, that have come before him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, outside of Casey, Casey was pretty, pretty well. I, that, that yeah, Adrian, a, even Adrian too, Casey, yeah. like both, all those guys, the biggest problem, which you could argue that he's doing it better in his own way. Cause you look at the Nebraska problem for the years. For me, it's been our quarterback has been the entire offensive system, leading the team in rushing yards, leading the team in passing yards, That's never leading the team in carries. That's, that's to me lot, the, been the biggest problem. The, that's why we see Adrian Martinez playing at the end of the season with a broken jaw, broken rib, busted hands. Casey Thompson, same thing, getting hurt towards the end of the season. Heidner Carberg, luckily, just seems like he hasn't quite gotten that awkward hit yet, and he's just hopefully it doesn't come. Mm-hmm. 
you you don't want you know that situation to to ever happen. You never want to wish injury on people or anything like that. But as I said, like somebody has to step up. Like I understand these young guys or get creative with you know getting people you know involved and everything like that. Uh, I mean, if that's you know showing up uh, to practice early or getting a couple extra stuff here and there, if that's necessarily you know deloading like practicing, walking through stuff to where the confusion in these young guys are kind of out of there because they've been kind of in a relieving role to where, okay, it's a play or two here or there. So, or, you know, if the game got out of hand or anything like that, you're getting in for a half. So getting those guys comfortable to where, you know, they can work, the quarterback can work something like with him because he's just going, like like as you said, he's just going off of improvising and going out of there and playing, you know, kind of backyard football-ish type style type plan, and that's – that's that's what you 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 don't want that heading into this last you know big push uh the end of the season of the of stuff yeah and again that defense you you expect that defense to show up every week but that cherry on top if you can get that offense I know the coaches don't like that magic number of wins a win but man if you get that offense just to get you know twenty four points a game I, that I, defense I have many, a lot of faith in how that many, defense how, how how many times have we've gotten over twenty four points this year I don't think it's been maybe twice maybe maybe. Maybe. Uh, let me look it up real quick. I don't know. Have we once? So, <laughs> so we need to make the game an ugly game, a true, you know, brawl. Eat the clock up. Okay, so Louisiana Tech, we got 28, Northern Illinois, 35. Okay, does that really count? I mean, those are your two FCS schools. Uh, exactly. So, so Probably not. Oh, thank you. So, my point exactly. So, they they want to, you know, eat the clock up, take as much time as they can. Ho- hopefully, if we can get points off of defense, that will help. Um, and I, I think hopefully, you know, that will start to happen at some point in time. Uh, the rest of the season, even if it, a punt blocked or, you know, an interception taken back to the house or something like that to, to help the offense generate, generate points. We're not – going to be scoring 21 points a game mm-hmm. I, I just don't I don't think that's that's gonna happen now if we play a complete game and everything is still is hitting on all cylinders okay great fine and dandy but from what they've shown and everything like that 21 points is going to be it's going to be difficult to get period home away doesn't matter it's, it's going to be difficult to get uh, now if you can break 21 and get over that and everything like that that's fine and dandy our defense is not I don't think we'll give up 21 points either on the flip side so now it's just relying on you know okay scoring more than them and whatnot so trying to I, eat clock take take the time out you know, to where now to where now they don't have as many opportunities to go down and score or you know tired or defense out and that's why i saying you know the offense to stay on rhythm to keep moving forward and everything like to eat up the clock and everything like that to, not to get you know those three and outs well even if you know if it is a you know, just like you said, hopefully not a three and out, but just get enough so you can at least pin them back deep, win the field position Pretty at much. the bare minimum. You know, at, at, I don't think that has to be for sure. We that and time of possession. We if I think if we get if we do those two things and, and as, as long as we don't turn the ball over, I think those three things are probably the key to winning the rest of the season. Period. Yeah, and it's totally doable because that's how we've won the last two games. Easily. By literally taking the air out of the ball and relying on our defense to make stop after stop, trying to play that field position. There's there's still times where that offense is getting out of sync. Mm-hmm. And I do agree with you, you know, maybe 24 points, maybe you don't even need it. You know, 21, 
our, the way our defense has been playing. If we can get, if if, if we and can, you can control the ball, if we like can get saying. to twenty four, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not seeing it. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not seeing it. Did you maybe, watch? Uh, go ahead. Let me finish. May, maybe if the maybe if the you know the other kid didn't tear his ACL. Uh, what's his? I can't think of his last name. We had Ethan Piper, Billy Kemp, both go down, and then uh, the third one. It, maybe if they didn't tear the ACL and everything like that, and you know, because that 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 Illinois game, you know, they started taking shots. So I'm like, okay, now they're more comfortable and everything like that. So maybe if he didn't get hurt, maybe I might think about okay, we can get to 24, 27, maybe. Just just with that, just with that that alone, because like, mm-hmm. okay, you take two shots a quarter. I'll I'll take I'll take the odds on that, even if it's you know out of that. If we get four out of whatever that is, I'll take that. That's moving the ball, and at least you're trying. So, I mean, and people are going to stack the box and everything like that. So, you're going to have, you know, man-free coverage. So, it's going to be man-to-man. Now, it's just, okay, is our kid better than your kid? I'll take that matchup. Before we go to break here, I want to ask you one question. We'll talk about it on the next segment. So, you don't have to give your answer yet. Okay. Were you able to catch Monday Night Football? Uh, This Monday night or last Monday night? It wouldn't really matter because it happens all the time. Yes. Okay. The brotherly love. The, not the brotherly love, the, the brotherly shove, shove yes. the uh-huh. tush push, whatever yes. label you want to give it. Uh-huh. I want to ask you if you were a defensive coordinator, because I asked Almond Green this, how in the world do you stop that? Because it is just frustrating coaches across the league. Some people want to ban it. I'm not going that far. No one no, else is doing it's, it, it's so it football, doesn't make sense to me. It's football. I don't think it should be banned. Regardless, yeah. like you're upset because you haven't figured out a way to stop it. Exactly. And we'll talk about that in the next debate. And if you guys want to join the show as well, 402-464-5685. We'll talk about that. The brotherly shove, tush push for the Philadelphia Eagles. They showed it a lot yesterday on fourth and goal or over and over and over again. Excuse me, fourth and short. Yeah, just impossible stop. And it's not even like whether they're getting one yard. I mean, they'd be getting five, six <laughs> yards on it sometimes. It's crazy. We'll talk about that next on the Don't Pun Hour with the Mornay Pearson. I'm Harrison. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit.